Welcome back to this episode of the Virtually Free Podcast. Today, it's a solo episode. Yep, that's right, just yours truly. And we are going to talk about lessons that I've learned from my failed launch. I hope you enjoy. Hello, ladies and gents. So I am going to talk pretty candidly today about my failed launch that happened in June of this year, 2019. So I love to be transparent. I love to be open and honest with you guys. And I want the same from you. So that is why I've decided to focus this episode on all the fuck ups that I have experienced in the last few months and what lessons I've learned and how I am going to turn my failure into a positive and pivot and hopefully create something that is not only beautiful but also works and shows me just how important it is to reframe failure and to make it into a successful event regardless of the actual outcome. So I have Well, let's be real. I have a hundred million lessons, but I'm going to focus on five. But before we get into that, I'm going to give you a little overview of my launch, what it was, how I had it set up, and why it failed. So I took the One Funnel Away Challenge in April, March, March or April, I can't even remember, April 2019. For all of you out there that don't exactly know what that is, it is a live challenge put together by ClickFunnels and uh, Russell Brunson and Steven Larson and his brother and a few other, and Julie, um, oh my goodness, why can't, Stoylin, I was like, why can't I remember her? And, And all these amazing, phenomenal digital marketers and um, online biz peeps that have done so, so, so well in the online space. So in this challenge, there's a lot. It is a 30-day live challenge that happens in a Facebook group. You go through a minimum of an hour training every single day. The first week is about mindset and how you need to get that noggin of yours all sorted out before you hop in and create your funnel because if you don't think it's going to happen, it's obviously not going to happen, right? So the first week was all about mindset. Then we moved into strategy and the semantics of how to create a funnel. I'm a tech person, so I got to disengage some of the weeks, which is great. Um, I watched it, but it wasn't a lot for me. So it was interesting because I I drank that Kool-Aid, guys. I really, 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 really drank it. And I'm not saying, I really want to let you guys know that I'm not saying that what ClickFunnels done does has not helped a million, uh, maybe not millions, but lots and hundreds of thousands of people. I am not saying that their ideology is not right. I am not saying that I didn't learn anything. There's nothing negative about this challenge at all. But I will say that what the one negative thing, and this is totally on me and not on Russell or any of them or ClickFunnels or anything like that, is that I didn't integrate what I learned with how I run my business. I, like many women out there, are very, very nervous of being too pushy and too salesy and too gross or icky and sleazy and slimy when it comes to selling. And I really didn't want to do that with my funnel. So at the end of this challenge, I realized that, or not realized, but I had this amazing idea. Actually, it wasn't even the the end. I think it was in the middle of 
I was going to offer a very similar challenge, but not for creating funnels, but for becoming a virtual assistant. And I was going to do this for 100% free. Now, some of you out there probably maybe have actually signed up for it and you know what I'm talking about. So you you understand but for all of you out there it's basically 30 days of video content we cover everything from mindset to niching to services to social media marketing to pitching clients to the client experiences there's so much like there's so much content I think it ends up being over like six hours of recorded video content from me my beautiful face or my screen depending on what um what we're talking about and I was stoked and I was like, there's, I'm going to get millions, maybe not millions, but I was like, I'm going to get thousands and thousands and thousands of opt-ins. I'm going to have an amazing um, conversion rate on my Facebook ads. All my people on my email list are going to sign up. Like it's going to be amazing. And um, yeah, so in for funnels and click funnels, what they say, if you guys aren't familiar with it, is you offer them something of high value for free. So case in point, my free um, challenge. And then you upsell them to a low cost product. And that can be, I'm not sure if there's actually an amount that they say, but I kind of view it as like $100 or less. And then after that, you upsell them again. So it's the terms like upsell or tripwire or things like that. So my process was free opt-in into this bitchin' challenge. And then the upsell was for $97. And it was to be able to create Uh, not create, sorry, it was to be able to participate in a live version of the challenge with extra guests that were going to come in and talk about copy uh, writing and project management. And there's another mindset component. And um, I've already forgotten about it. Oh, SEO and all these, all these really awesome trainings that, um, oh, project management, Trello and things like that. So it was going to be amazing. And I was only offering it for $97. There were lightning round live trainings with me where you could get your answers question or your questions answered, coaching, all this stuff. $97. It made brilliant sense to me. And I was like, there's definitely, they're definitely going to buy it. And then my upsell to that was uh, a long-term coaching program. That being said, the amount of people that got to that upsell where they could see the long-term coaching program were three people. Two of them were, or no, Uh, were five people and two of them were testers. And what I mean by that is that I said, hey, I will refund you after you go through this. I just want to make sure that it works. It goes into my my Stripe account and all that jazz. Um, Because even though I tested it with um, the test version of ClickFunnels, I'm always like a little concerned it's not going to work. So I made them do another test thing as well. So it as you can see, so three people bought at, and it wasn't even at 97. I offered a discount because there was some mix up with a few things. So all my work, my th- over a thousand dollars spent in Facebook ads resulted in a whopping $99 um, amount of money. <laughs> so it, in the easiest way of putting it, was not successful. Um, but I know 100% why it went wrong. And it's not really one reason. I mean, mainly it's what I said before about not really understanding how I needed to integrate the lessons that I learned in the One Funnel Away Challenge and integrate it into my business. But it was also having fresh set of eyes on my product and understanding that a lot of my core foundational stuff to my business that I preach so much. So making sure that you have, you know, your website down, and 
your niche and your market and your messaging and all that stuff down before you really try to um, sell, at least in the large scale that I was trying to sell. So first of all, I wasn't practicing what I preached. And the world showed me that. And by the world, I mean the universe and source or whatever you want to call it. And I was smacked in the face with the fact that I was one of the people and one of the coaches and one of the educators or whatever you want to call me that was putting not necessarily a facade because I definitely didn't do it on purpose, but I was out of integrity with not only my business, but what I truly believe. So lesson number one was I got to practice what I preach. Lesson number two, and this goes with the integration aspect, is I don't always need to follow exactly what Russell Brunson says. So I am a huge fan of Russell Brunson and Julie Stolen, Stoyan, Stoyan, oh, sorry, I'm butchering your name, and uh, Stephen Larson. He's my spirit animal. I swear. He's so funny. And I, I, like, adore them as much as I can by never having actually met them or had a conversation with them. So... It's not to do with the fact that I don't think they're smart or intelligent or know what they are because they've built multi-million dollar businesses, but I think a lot of us get attached to these gurus and these amazing, so talented marketers that don't necessarily understand our own industry. Funny enough, if you guys don't actually know who Julie, I always forget her name, Stoyan, Stolen, sorry, sorry, Julie. If you don't know who Julie is, she is the creator of Create Your Laptop Life, which was one of the like cornerstone courses in becoming what is now called a virtual assistant. I think back when she was marketing it, it was more considered freelancing. Um, but now we, we think of virtual assistants and then like online done for you service providers and all that stuff. So uh, it's really interesting because she's, exactly in the industry that I am in and the one that I was trying to create my little empire or whatever you want to call it in as well so I think a lot of us really do get attached to like well if they're saying it we know for sure but I think and this this feeds in to the third lesson that I've learned and that is that I need to trust myself more Not only do I need to trust myself more, I also need to trust my knowledge more. I am one of those entrepreneurs that have spent hundreds of thousands of hours of my life. Okay, maybe not that much, but hundreds and hundreds of hours of my life on YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, listening to all the things, watching all the things, reading all the things, because I'm obsessed with knowledge. And I'm obsessed with knowing everything, at least within my industry, because I feel like that gives me an upper hand as well, a little bit more control. I'm a bit of a control freak. We'll get into this another day. But, um, and I wasn't thinking or, again, integrating all my knowledge into this launch. So I really learned that I needed to trust myself more. So as a recap, number one was... Um, practice what you preach. Number two is I don't always listen to what Russell and Julie and Steven say and that I need to trust myself more. So the final two lessons were big ones because I talk a lot about what I'm about to say 
in my content. Um, maybe not exactly how I'm going to put it this way, but there's definitely a connection. So lesson number four was that when you focus only on the outcome. So in my case, when I was only focusing on selling a hundred people into this program or 20 or whatever my goal was, I was really missing the bigger picture. And that is that I think that when you focus on the money and you focus on selling and you get attached to money and making people basically do exactly what you want them to do, you're missing the point of you or you're missing the point of the product that you've created. So for me, I just want to help so many people just live a better life. And I know for me that a lot of my lessons that I learned in my virtual assistant business with mindset, with setting boundaries and creating really amazing communication channels between my clients and all this stuff really stems from lessons that I've learned in my personal life and lessons I've been able to learn um, and take into my business as well. So I really was missing the bigger picture that I wanted to help people and that I wanted them to have a better life and I was only focusing on the money and it's funny because in my training and one of my trainings it's literally all about don't focus on the money which then goes back to practice what you preach so you see it's all interconnected it all makes sense um or not makes sense it obviously it makes sense but uh you see how the interconnected is this the interconnectedness is here so Number four, when you focus on the only the outcome, you're missing the bigger picture. And then the number five lesson that I learned. And honestly, this is um, something that not necessarily everyone listening to this will resonate with because if you don't know, I have anxiety. I've only said it, I think, in every single episode. Um, but unfortunately, it is uh, something that I have attached to as an identity because it's given me so many answers that I was seeking for a very, very long time because I've had anxiety since the age of three. Uh, I had a very traumatic event where, I'm not going to get into it, but a very traumatic event happened at three and um, yeah, I've just been triggered throughout my life that has really caused me to have some serious health issues. I was uh, triggered when I was, I think, 10 or... I was trying to figure this out with my mom the other day. 10 or 11 that um, resulted in... And this is so embarrassing that I'm sharing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. But it resulted in me not being able to sleep in my own bed. So I slept with my mom, like, in a double bed from the ages of, like, 10 to 14 because my anxiety was triggered. Um, I also suffered severe depression because of that at uh, the age of 10, which then resulted in a really uh, dangerous hypothyroid uh, disease. I don't even know what it is. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Disorder? I don't know. Uh, That they couldn't figure out why it happened. Um, And the only reason that I know it was because of the depression and anxiety is because I understand how emotion is stored and all that stuff now. The doctors didn't give me this um, example so, or this uh, context. So, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's been a little nuts. So anyway, sorry, I digress. So lesson five is that 
me personally, I cannot create from a state of anxiety and expect stable results because my anxious world is when I feel totally and utterly out of touch and out of alignment with who I am and who I am becoming. And I know that concept might be a little like over your head and I'm, I'm sorry, but let me, let me rephrase it. So I created a lot of my trainings in a very anxious state. I was, I gave notice to a client that we had been struggling our relationship with for quite some time and I held on to it because I thought that I could fix it and I just couldn't. Um, and I finally decided to put myself first and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I'm doing as best I can and I just feel like it's not reciprocal. So I was terrified. I lost over $3,000 or no, over roughly $2,000 a month income because I decided to put myself first and it was terrifying. And I was creating these um, trainings and videos because I was panicked when it came to money. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to replace the money I'm going to lose. I need to do this. And I was anxious and I was super anxious the entire time. And I think it's unrealistic of us to think that you can create from that state. And it doesn't need to be anxiety. It doesn't need to be a mental health issue. But for instance, if you are creating um, a program or an offer or a package out of fear of not being able to pay your rent or out of fear that you aren't enough or out of any horrible, very real emotion that makes you feel less than, it's really hard to have and manifest your desired results because you're sitting in this state of sadness and this state of unease and this state of not knowing what control you really have and that's terrifying and that being said that doesn't mean I'm going to go back and create everything that I did but for me the understanding and the realization that that is happening and that um, when I did create and I have created from a state of anxiety it has always yielded less than ideal results and I would be and here's the kicker okay so here's the kicker I would be hard on myself because of this. I would beat myself up. I would be like, well, you should be able to manage your mental health better. You should be able to, you've been this in, do, doing this for four years. You should be able to, uh, you know, let all that stuff get out of your head. And I really let the shoulds attack me. And it it's funny because I set up the live challenge to start in the beginning of June and all this stuff because that's when I was finishing with my client and it just was just like perfect timing but I I realize now that the the timing that I did it or I created was perfect but in the sense of it was perfect for forgiveness because for the during this um creation of this program and product I was going through a major life transition and it's really hard as women especially to put up boundaries and to say I am I am 
I, it is me. It is, I'm number one and I want to put myself first and I want to make sure that I'm taken care of before everyone else. And virtual assistants and online service providers and all you beautiful folk out there, you're in this because you want to help people. You are doing the work you are doing because you know that you can make an impact and that you can not only create a life of your dreams, you can help create a life of your client's dreams. And when you have to admit defeat or you need to walk away, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. And I was lucky that this was the first, not lucky, no, I'm going to rephrase that because I don't believe in luck. I am so thankful and have so much gratitude for the fact that this failure happened. And I, when I say failure, I don't mean it always. And I, I like failure because it means that I get to learn. So I know people are like, it's not a failure. It's just a lesson. I'm like, no, I like using the word failure because it reminds me I did fail. I did not reach the expected outcome that I wanted or desired outcome that I wanted. And I'm going to take that failure and I am now going to make it into a lesson because I have that choice. We as humans get to decide if that failure turns into a lesson or not. So um, yeah, I just, I think I got a little sidetracked as I do, but I just, although this launch was not nearly as successful as I would have hoped, Sasha wasn't successful at all, but I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for the lessons I've learned. I'm so thankful that I have even a bigger smack in the face that I need to trust myself more, practice what I preach, and create from a state of awesomeness and empowerment and not anxiety. So, amongst other things. So, thanks so much for listening to this episode. And I just want to let you guys know that if you are... Someone out there that is experiencing some failure and is thinking about quitting your business or are thinking about, um, you know, giving up or whatever it is, please reach out to me. And I want to talk to you. I want to hold your hand in this process. I want to show you that these failures are lessons that you will learn and learn from and if you don't if you ignore them they will continue and continue and continue to show up in your business again and again and again and again and again until you learn or until you quit and we don't want you to quit I don't want you to quit so thanks so much for listening I hope you guys have a phenomenal day and if you want to reach out to me feel free to do so. It is support-jedi at amydamone.com and I can't wait to connect. So thanks so much, guys. Until next week. Bye.